Am I the asshole for putting a budget on my mom's birthday gift? Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Go Broke Trying. I am your host Rennie and this is our Coinfessions episode. On our Coinfessions episode, if you don't know, these are basically episodes where my guests and I will answer your questions or questions that are submitted from Reddit or that we found on Reddit. So if you are if you have a question for us about any topic you about relating to finance, obviously, then make sure to email us at ggbt at com, and we will have your question answered on the podcast. So today, all of the questions are going to be centered around budgeting and building wealth. And this is because we are speaking with Mrs. Wait, with Forever Mrs. Budget. And her name is Natalie, actually, but <laughs> her Instagram name is Forever Mrs. Budget. So welcome, Natalie. Thanks, Rennie, for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. So we just wrapped up an episode where we spoke all about Natalie's journey going from being in debt to now building generational wealth for her children. So I hope that you will listen to that. And she talked about budgeting and how that has helped her. So that's why we're going to be focusing on budgeting for this episode. So are you ready to get into these confessions? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie always comments on our confessions and she gives her take. And I love them when she, when she comments. So <laughs> I'm excited to hear her take on some of these. So we have about five of them. And do you want to give a brief intro of yourself just before we start? So I'm Natalie, Forever Mrs. Budget, Instagram, and uh, I talk about motherhood and uh, building wealth for my kids and giving tips for personal finance. Perfect. Yeah. So make sure you follow her. I will leave all her of her information in the show notes. So let's get into the first coin fashion. Am I the asshole for putting a budget on my mom's birthday gift? I'm in a burnout situation and I'm out of work. Per the doctor's order i'm still waiting for my governmental income help until i get back on my feet and get back into work which won't be until late august because of the pandemic the government takes a lot more time to approve the request for monetary help and so i'm being careful on how much i spend weekly since i don't have a lot saved up recently it was my mom's birthday and although i couldn't really afford to get her anything i redid my budget and i could find a way to at least get her a little something I drove to her place, which is two hours away, and it cost me $60 of fuel. And I told her I would take her out for dinner, but that I could only get her a $20 gift dish. I made sure to explain my situation and said that I was sorry and that I would make it up to her once I am in a better financial position. The whole time at the restaurant, my mom and her partner kept making jokes about me putting a dollar limit on her birthday dinner. They kept laughing about it and jokingly saying how cheap of me it was. It got to the point where I genuinely wanted to cry and felt like I was an asshole for doing that. I got some stares from other customers sitting at other tables and I felt very ashamed of myself. They even talked about it on the way back and overall I felt like my gesture was not at all appreciated and I was only doing my best to show my mom how appreciative I was of her even though I couldn't afford anything fancy. I once went no contact with her for a year after she spoke down on me, and I'm heavily considering doing the same now. But before I make any harsh decisions, I want to know if I was the asshole in that story. So am I the asshole for putting a budget on my mom's birthday gift? 
Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. I have so many thoughts on this one. Oh, I would have made it such a good comment if you, when you posted. <laughs> First of all, the budget would have been zero dollars. <laughs> I wasn't going. Yeah. I wasn't driving two hours to be laughed at with no. Yeah. None of that was happening. Okay. That year would have been extended into five years and <laughs> I would have saved so much money. No, definitely not the asshole. Mm -hmm. I can see, you know, uh, just by hearing the question, it sounds obviously like they have a strained relationship yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's just trying to do her best in the situation that she has. But it sounds like she could have needed that $60 of gas and that $20 for dinner. And obviously, her meal costs something too. So another $20 right there. Mm -hmm. And to just ridicule your own child yeah. on on your birthday. And I I just wouldn't want to be in that situation at all it's mm -mm. so negative and and toxic and like you know you try so hard to do well and you try something you try so hard to do something nice for somebody who is your mother of yeah. all people like it's not a friend but that whole experience now is sitting with you bothering you stressing you out because you did try your best and it was met with ridicule and laughter and embarrassment yeah. overall and definitely not the asshole asshole <laughs> no, you're not no. the asshole please someone else at the table was the asshole <laughs> two, asshole, <laughs> two assholes at the table <laughs> yeah there were two of them yeah definitely yeah. but for me i'm saying yeah you're not the asshole at all and you're actually trying to be financially smart with your money yeah. and you had a set budget for this activity that you wanted to do the fact that you're even still doing something nice for her while you are not working you're at all is yeah. like showing that okay like she should at least appreciate the gesture you know yeah definitely so, uh in my personal opinion you are not the asshole and i think we spoke about this in the other uh episode where we said that it's important who you surround yourself with oh, right because yeah. If my friend, if I knew my friend was trying to get her governmental assistance, she couldn't get it yet, and she wanted to take me out for lunch, I'd be like, "Girl, you do not have to do that." Like, friend, your mother, your mother. <laughs> no, I'd be like, "Girl, please, no, like, like, just keep, come, come to the house. Exactly. Let's hang out. Let's spend time together." No, that wouldn't have happened. That's all. Yeah. So no. I would say this: your mother is the asshole. <laughs> your mother is the asshole. No, that sounded really bad. That sounded really. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, she she's doing the most. And maybe, yeah, consider, you, maybe no contact isn't necessary for this, but you don't need to spend your money on her. You're also only 23, baby girl. Like, come on. Like, you don't need to be, it's okay. It's okay. Your mom will be okay if you don't buy her the $20 meal. Yeah. Yeah. Let's read some of the comments. So someone said, not the asshole. Your mom focused on a dollar amount when she should have focused on spending time with you. She made a, the meal a chore and blamed you. Your mental health matters. Do what's best for you. Good luck. And then another person said, not the asshole. Your gesture was nice. She agreed to the budget, and instead of being appreciative, she shat all over it. <laughs> Gosh, she had some other options, too. She could have contributed over the $20 if she wanted something else. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I think we're we're all in agreement. We're all in agreement yeah, on that, that one. That yeah. your mother is the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next coin fashion. Am I the asshole for not budgeting the same way as my fiance while we are saving for a house? My fiance and I are saving money to buy our first home. 
We have been saving for about six months now. We both make decent money and our salaries are almost identical, but still keep most of our finances separate for now and split our expenses 50-50. I'm sure that that will change after we get married, but for now, this is what works for us. My fiance has always been more of a money saver than I am, and he saved up a good chunk to put towards a down payment. He recently asked how much I have saved, and he got upset when I told him I haven't even saved half of what he has. He also got upset with me when I tried to explain myself. I like taking care of myself, whether this is a massage, a mani-pedi, getting my nails done. I love pampering myself. Due to COVID, I couldn't do a lot of that stuff at an actual salon or spa, so I purchased a bunch of stuff so I could do it at home. Some of this was quite expensive because I like to have high-end products, but it was still comparable to what it to what it would cost to get it professionally done. Now that things are opening up more where we live, I've been starting to get my hair and nails done professionally, and I've bought some day packages at spas. I also really enjoy shopping. But since I couldn't do that in person either, I did a lot of online shopping. My fiance thinks I need to take our saving more seriously. He said he's cut back on a lot of his spending on this, as he on things he enjoys and thinks I should do the same. He said he's cut back on his hobbies and even stopped a couple of them to save more. He said he feels a little taken advantage of that he's saving so much more than me. He said my inability to save money is going to delay when we can buy a house. I told him it doesn't have to delay anything if he just puts more towards the down payment <laughs> since it's going to be our house together anyways. He told me I should cut back on some of my pampering because that is a huge expense that is easy to cut back on and could really bump up my saving ability. I told him I will not give up taking care of myself and I told him it's a jerk move on his part to expect me to give up something I take so much pleasure in. He eventually came clean to me that this is making him second guess our relationship and making him wonder if we truly share the same priorities. He said that I see that it seems like I say one thing to his face and make it seem like we agree and then go and do something completely opposite. I think he's overreacting and if it takes us a little longer to save for a house, that's not a big deal to me. So am I the asshole for budgeting this? So, am I the asshole for not budgeting the same way as my fiancé while we are saving for a house? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So much there. There's so many assholes here. So many, uh, yeah. so many assholes there. I, I don't want to say she's an asshole, but the communication part of her not saying anything, that's the yeah. asshole move right there. Yeah. This is a person you want to marry and you're buying a house with. There has to be some honesty and communication and... If you can't trust the person to know that they're doing the same thing that you guys said you were going to do, exactly. then the, the trust gets, you know, diminished. And he has a valid point yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, you want to take care of yourself. and But the goal was to save for the house. Yeah, and you agreed so. to it. Like, <laughs> you agreed to it. <laughs> like, if you couldn't do it from the beginning, then you should have expressed that. And yeah. then maybe he could put in more towards the house. But the fact that she said, oh, it's okay. You can just put more towards the house. Like, no. I, what? Oh my god! Then it would be my house. Yeah. <laughs> you would not be living there. Yeah, right. She yeah. Goes, oh, but we're we're getting married anyway, so it's it's our money together. But no, you're not pulling your weight. So no, exactly. And it's not like she's not pulling her weight for us. Well, I guess pampering yourself is valid, but yeah. like you could cut down. You could get your nails done once a month rather than every two weeks, for yeah. example. Like things. And it's like only temporary. It's only temporary. Yeah, like that. True. Like you really need to reflect on. It's just until you have the amount, and mm -hmm. then you buy the house, and then 
go back to your regular pampering and self-care yeah when when you so budgeting in relationships how is that for you like is were you guys on the same page when you said i want to start budgeting i want to get on track with our finances like was were you guys on the same page or yes in a sense where i am basically in charge of the budget and mm -hmm. he's just being open and honest about his income and finances. Okay. Yeah. I guess the difference about, is he's open it, and honest. Right? Yeah. She's not so <laughs> open and honest. But for him to sit there and do the bills, no, no, no. that's my thing. Okay. So I think, yeah, one partner is probably going to be better with the money than other, uh, typically. Like, there's always one person who has the, uh, the strength in it. Yeah. But both people have to be willing to communicate and open and not be lie. Honest, yeah. Like, why are you lying, I really, girl? Like, I think that whole problem could have been avoided and solved if maybe every month they just sat down. Where mm. are we? What's What did I put in? What did you put in? Where are we at? Good point. Where are we going to reach the goal? How's yeah. it looking? And <laughs> like to the point where she's only did half, there's a big gap there and where they didn't really yeah. talk about it or yeah. he was just very trusting, which yeah. he should be. Obviously, it's his fiance, but I hope you definitely need them. to check in on the plan and the goal. Yeah. Do yeah. you, when you, uh, do you have regular check-ins for when, when you have financial goals with oh definitely yeah. like when we were saving for the condo it was mm -hmm. every month to see where the money was and what we're doing yeah. every month yeah yeah so red flag red big red, red flag, flag. Yeah. I, I, honestly i i totally understand why he's basically reconsidering the relationship yeah because this is a a big red this flag the fact that she said what did she say if it takes us a longer to save a little longer to save for a house that's not a big deal to me but house prices literally raise every day <laughs> every day every year yeah, yeah so yeah. the difference between buying a house this year versus next year can be a, a you'll a be living in a different house. city yeah, yeah you could <laughs> that be living, could be the result instead of the city you could be in the village you know <laughs> So, definitely somewhere yeah so <laughs> i i think in this case you're an asshole the asshole sorry about it um okay so here is here are some comments wait 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 you told him it will be all fine because he can just put more money towards the down payment you are the asshole <laughs> well I, I absolutely do not agree that he can tell you what to spend your money on you both contribute 50 50 to all expenses and that should apply to the cost of the down payment the fact that he's questioning things is because he's probably feeling taken advantage of when he's been sacrificing things for himself to ensure a future for the both of you you two need to sit down and make a plan of how much you should be expected to save and how you're going to get there yeah it's just open honest communication Definitely. but the fact that she doesn't think she's an asshole for this is also confusing me yeah right? <laughs> it's like what they don't say, yeah. yeah yeah so okay yeah on to the next one and everyone, if you have an opinion about these topics, you can go on Twitter and use the hashtag DGBTPod and then give your take on each situation. We love to hear from you. Okay, next coin question. This is a writer uh, write-in. So someone said, hi, Rennie. Do you have any practical advice on budgeting? For example, people say housing costs shouldn't be more than 30% of your income. But what about budgeting for people when their housing is 50% of their income? What do you suggest? So I'll throw it over to you instead of me. <laughs> I guess suggest um, don't look at those numbers. Yeah. Personal finance is personal. It's a general rule of thumb, but okay, it's at 50%. That's what you can afford. As long as I think you're saving money, investing, you're not overdoing it or you're not putting yourself further and further into debt, mm -hmm. then I, I don't see the issue with it being 50% mm -hmm. of your income. People be like, oh, that's, that's so much, but... Housing is so expensive and yeah. where you want to live, you know, it's where you live and it makes you happy. And 
if you're staying there for the long term, then okay, it's not always going to be 50% of your income is going to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't want you to be house poor, obviously. obviously like, that's the yeah, thing. No. But <laughs> if you live in Toronto, for example, yeah. you're it's honestly, it may be 50%, 60% of your income, like, yeah, depending honestly. where you live. Yeah. I think uh, in this case, I would suggest the zero-based budget method. Yeah. So instead of just saying, okay, 50% has to be the, like following the rules that someone else has ascribed, you can use a zero-based budget method. And okay, now 50% of your income is going to this. It's a fixed expense. You can't change it. But what is the other 50% going to? And yeah. you determine what it's going to by allocating every single dollar of that remaining 50%. So 10% right. of that is going to my tithes. The other 10% is going to my groceries each month. The other 10% is going to this. And and at least some of it has to be going to your investing or saving Definitely. each month. But yeah. I, I think the rules that we see from a lot of finance gurus are just that. They're just, They're just general, general rules. Yeah. Really, I mean, if you can get your housing costs down to 35%, I'm 100% sure you wouldn't be living where you are. Mm -hmm. It would be in a very smaller location. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing I would say is, we mentioned this in the past episode, but honestly, the best way to um, to manage or to get that down to 50% uh, to 30% would be to increase your, in your Definitely. income. Yeah. That's so the best way. Pick up a side hustle or... Get, get a new raise. job, get yeah. a raise at your current job, yeah. negotiate your salary. Like there are so many different ways that you can um, increase your income. And then, but remember, when you increase your income, that doesn't mean you have to increase your <laughs> exactly. expenses. <okay>? Exactly. <laughs> like don't exactly. be like, oh, I got a $30,000 raise. And then you go increase your living costs again. Yeah. And now you're at that 50% again. Yeah. So make sure that, or try to increase your income, but keep your expenses low because lifestyle creep is a, is a real thing. Definitely. Yeah. Any other tips? No, I think those were like excellent tips, right? Perfect. There. Yeah. Okay, next one. Next coin session. Am I the asshole for telling my stay-at-home wife that she needs to start making a detailed budget of expenses? My wife stays at home with our daughter and has taken over buying all the household items from me because she says I spend too much money on them. For about a year, she has been using she has been buying the goods for the house and would spend a mysterious amount of money and then complain that she had no money left in over in the next month. It's not a small amount that she gets each month to pay for the expenses, and even with the costs rising, I can't imagine that she is spending all of it where there is nothing left over. A couple of months ago, we had an argument over why she has no money left over at the end of the month and how things can be so expensive. The end of it was that she needs to start making a proper itemized budget for a couple of months so we can see where all the money is going. I didn't ask for anything crazy. Just go to Excel, pick one of the family budget <laughs> templates and fill it in properly <laughs> and keep track of your expenses. She got indignant about the idea that she, <laughs> that she would have to make a budget, then sent me a picture from her notepad of, on the phone with random spans of numbers put in for things like food, utilities, etc. And since then, she has refused to even entertain the idea of making a budget. While I don't have an issue with buying all the daily necessities, nor do I have an issue with her buying them, my issue is the missing money. She gets the equivalent of almost $2,000 a month. What? I can't. <laughs> What's she buying? <laughs> okay, she gets the equivalent of almost $2,000 a month for expenses, but can only account for about $800 to $1,000. The above argument came from her saying, I spend too much on my lunch and snacks, but she can't account for so much money. So, 
Am I the asshole for wanting my wife to make a budget because I don't know where nearly $1,000 a month is being spent or what she is doing with it? I want to say yes and no. Okay. For this one. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not an asshole for wanting to know where your money's going. Mm -hmm. But yes, because you, why can't you do it yourself? So, but I think together. The, but I think the wife wanted to take over from so him. So she wanted to take... But the fact that he told her to get the Excel, put oh, it all in there, yeah. is I find him feeling like, well, why can't you do it? But for a tip for that mm -hmm. is... You know, there's so much new apps out there and bank accounts out there that you wouldn't have to wonder where your money's going because yeah. you can just log in and see. If they're on a cash budget, then, of course, you know, where's it going? Let me see the receipts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But sit down and talk about it. This can be done with communication, switching app, switching banking apps or mm -hmm. downloading a banking app. Like yeah. if they're using uh, the same debit card or have the same account, you can see where the Everything, money's going. Yeah. You can check and... You know, make the Excel yourself or do it together. Yeah. Sit down, do it together, talk about it, find out what's going on and go from there. Yeah. But to me, it sounds like she's being a little shady. No? Do you not get that I vibe? Get, that's why I was like, yes. And like, I see that maybe she doesn't want to do it. She's not accounting for some of the money. Yeah. yeah. Something, something's not going on there. Cause she should know where the money is going. Yeah. Cause it seems, that's a lot. it seems like she can account for 800 to $1,000, but not the other 1000 like, So where, where's that money? <laughs> where is it where going? Where did it go? <laughs> yeah. Does uh, she have a bank account? I feel like they should, as you said, they should have a joint bank account. Yeah. And then from that joint bank account, he can see exactly where the money is going, right? Definitely, yeah. Uh, but I feel like she's, for in my opinion, I feel like she's doing, there's something shady going on. Like, I feel like she's. Like, is she saving it and, and like, investing? Like, like, maybe that's her money. Maybe it's and her Vex money. It. Yeah. Maybe it's her Vex money. Like, <laughs> like I, she has it in her savings account yeah. and it's growing. But then. <laughs> She should be able to tell him, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, oh, well, I think, that's where it's going. I think that's yeah. the issue. It's Because we actually did an episode on financial abuse, and if you haven't listened to it, it will. it's two episodes before this. But um, we did an episode of financial abuse where the expert recommended that women save a little bit of money for themselves yeah. on the side, which I totally agree with. I agree. But I feel like in this situation, maybe that's what she's doing. She's, yeah. like, starting a fund to, like, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I mean, she's, like... Saving for herself yeah. or something which or investing, or, which, is, which is absolutely fine. Encourage, but you should we encourage be it, yeah. able to talk to your, your spouse partner. about that. Your Unless he's, about that. I don't know, maybe something's going on. I don't know. But yeah, so in my opinion, I think that they need to have an honest conversation yeah. and they need to figure out a way that can they can share finances in a tran more transparent way, basically. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, how, how do you and your husband... I think you said we, you manage yeah. all, everything, but yes, but it's very transparent. Mm -hmm. We have a joint spending account. So okay. if he went out and bought something right now, I would get an alert on my phone mm -hmm. saying he bought this and mm -hmm. I can log into it and see when the money went and yeah. what's happening and makes it easier. Just be honest and transparent and you trust your partner and you love your partner and shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah. I know. That, that was my thought too. <laughs> like what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, be, she, there's no reason for her not to be able to account for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless that's a lot of money. She's she's like specifically hiding it. Like she's taking it out yeah. in cash and then she's spending it on whatever she wants. Yeah. So I don't know. It's giving it's giving red flags. <laughs> that one's giving red flags, definitely. Yeah. But maybe they may. Okay. Maybe I'm gonna see it from the other point of view. Devil's advocate, as they say. Um. She is a stay-at-home mom with no income of her own. Right. So as we said, she may be high, 
like funneling this money into her savings account and investing account. So should she have to account for like having to account every single dollar to your partner? Is that normal? Like, is that normal? Well, no, but <laughs> at least say that's what you're doing. True. Right. Like, yeah. Like this is what I'm spending and this is what I'm saving. Yeah. I think just the conversation needs to happen just to be yeah. open and communicate about it. And if she is putting that money aside for herself, he should not have an issue with that. No, he shouldn't. That's, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom. She's doing everything. So yeah. he shouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's read some comments. Not the asshole. I have a feeling she is hiding something. If she doesn't want to make a, the budget, tell her to simply save all the receipts and you go through them and then you can do the budget. Yeah. This may give her a little wake-up call on the spending because she won't be able to hide it and it will look more like you are offering to help even if it pisses her off a little bit. <laughs> so that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Where, like, Why doesn't he just do it? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Another person said, not the asshole. If you are the sole breadwinner you and paying for everything with her complaining, she... With her complaining she needs more money, then yes, you have a right to know where the money is going, especially so you can work out something out to give her more if more is really needed. Yeah, I guess every, every single person is saying not the asshole, so. I agree. I mean, she should know where his money's going. Yes, she should. She as should. a breadwinner, you should know everything as well. Yeah. Okay. On to the, on to the next one. <laughs> we have a few more. All right. This one is This one's an interesting one. Okay. Am I the asshole for making a budget to show my niece how hard it would be if she married her fiancé? My niece is engaged to her new boyfriend. They have been dating for four months, and she is just 19. My brother told her that he will stop funding her life if she marries him. My niece is pretty spoiled. She visited me last week. I think she thought I would be supportive because I was also cut off because I refused to divorce my wife. She was telling me who she knew... She was telling me that she knew it would be difficult to marry him, but she would manage because she loved him. I asked her if she had a budget. She said she didn't. I offered to help her make one, and she was enthusiastic. She didn't know how much he made, and when she texted him about it, he was being shady and not responding. <laughs> so I assumed he would make $16 per hour and work 12 hours per day for six days and $10,000 in tips a year. And I assumed she would work the same and make the same amount. I then showed her how much things will actually cost and budget those figures in. I also emphasized that these were very generous assumptions on my part, and it is a rosier picture than reality. It still meant she would be able, to, she would have to make substantial changes to her lifestyle, and I think it dawned on her how drastically different it would be to date someone without money and be actually married to them. She asked me how we made it work, and I told her that my wife and I had sat down for hours preparing budgets and getting ready to be cut off, and we were cut off in our early 30s and already had our two great careers and received other inheritances, which help, had helped immensely. She was sober and serious when she left my house. She broke up with him and has moved back home. It appears she asked him about his salary, and it was even lower than my assumptions, and that freaked her out, and she broke up with him. She's upset and she said that I scared her and she really misses him. My wife said that I was a bit manipulative with my assumptions as I didn't did know they were more generous than normal and she would freak out when she tried to make a real budget. I didn't know that it doesn't mean I, I did know that it does make me feel bad a bit. I feel like I played her here. So am I the asshole for making a budget to show my niece how hard it would be to be married to her fiance? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh. Yes. 
it's not your business in a sense uh, kind of overstepping did she ask that like doesn't I, seem like it doesn't seem like she asked <laughs> no for you to do that and no. step in and i think at a certain point i mean she's 19 i think if you already gave her the tools let her do it yeah. like let her learn basically a hard lesson mm-hmm. now no one wants to do that no one wants to see their niece or their daughter whatever learn that hard lesson but kind of manipulating her and showing her things that yeah. may or may not even happen it doesn't really give her the opportunity to learn for herself yeah. or work it out with her fiance themselves yeah right i i don't know the whole situation it's kind of like am i the asshole i mean no, you kind of, you want, it seemed like obviously good intentions were mm-hmm, there and you sure. wanted to show your niece, well, you know, you have to budget and look at it this way and this is life. Like there's good intentions there, but the niece also needs to learn on her own. I think yeah. a little bit. From, from my point of view, I feel like I'm with you. Like I'm on the fence. Like you yeah. are the asshole a little bit, but you also gave her a reality check that she yeah. may have needed and she would have had to experience it herself. And especially because she's very spoiled now, going from like spoiled to to broke, basically, she would have had a a real, real, real reality check. The fact that she broke up with him over this shows that she was not, she's not mature enough to (laughs) to, She definitely wasn't ready. No, she definitely wasn't ready. Like, I feel like me at 19, what did I know? I knew nothing. Like, zero. Nothing. I thought I knew everything, (laughs) but I did not know anything. So I would say that baby girl, um... You, okay, you're kind of the asshole because you mani- you overinflated the numbers and knowing that they would, uh, she would, and she was even scared by those overinflated numbers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I, honestly, I feel like she did need the reality check a little. Yeah. Is it your place? I don't know, but I would be grateful for that reality check, I think. I think it's like, a nice in intention yeah. to do, but it seems like so much overstep i think yeah i think she could have learned herself herself and then maybe help her with the lesson that she learned like how though After like like talking with her fiance and figuring out like she doesn't even know how much she makes yeah. and they have <laughs> stuff to talk about yeah and stuff to learn like i think when you learn things for yourself it puts it in a whole new perspective Very than true. someone you know trying to help you learn it and show you it yeah it, it, it's definitely a good learning opportunity for her to be out there and be on her own and stuff like that. But I, I the whole budget and sitting down, I just, <laughs> I just, and making up numbers. It yeah. just, it wasn't, it wasn't even accurate. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> he, the fiance wasn't even there. I just felt like if they were mm. going to help, maybe have the fiance there and her there and they yeah. all sit down and do it together. I agree. So a nicer way for him to do it could have been, okay, one, if he wanted to do it alone with her, he could have yeah. said, oh, have you ever tried budget? Like, do you know yeah. about budgeting? And maybe explain how he budgets. And then maybe that will put something into her mind that maybe she'll try and budget by herself and yeah. then she'll figure it out. Uh, or the opposite way could have been to bring both of them, as you said, sit yeah. them down and say, hey, I know you two want to get married. I'm so happy for you. Uh, are you guys financially ready to get married? Yeah. I know I don't want to overstep, but I want to tell you how hard it was for us when we got married. So let me show you my budget. Like, yeah, you know? like something like that. Yeah, yeah but, that would... but just going to her separately, yeah. it looks a little shady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it's her. That's that's his niece, right? Yeah. yeah she, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, a tad manipulative. A tad, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, here are some 
comments. Not the asshole. You didn't play her. You gave her a badly needed dose of reality. You showed her how to make a budget, which gave her a rosy picture of how life with how her life would be with him financially. It was a much lower standard of living than she is used to. It forced her to look at the financial ramifications going forward if she stayed in that relationship. She, she decided that her standard of living was more important than her love. Than love. Thanks for taking the time to explain to her how things work in the adult world. Fair enough, but like, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, but break, but I don't know the fact that like she, they broke yeah. up. <laughs> that's the not thing. even engaged anymore. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the thing that's getting me. But like, again, the fact that she did break up with him over this is also yeah, like, yeah. were you were you ready for yeah, for this ready. life? Yeah, she probably definitely. would have divorced him when when she figured out how much she made. Yeah. After. <laughs> so and yeah, the fact that they she didn't even know that how much you made before they got married. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find someone who says you know, oh, that they are the asshole, but everyone says he's not the asshole. Yeah, everyone says he's not. Okay, here's one person. I will currently, I will confidently say you are the asshole. <laughs> By my math, the, the OP told a 19-year-old that a couple... With zero kids, couldn't comfortably live on $166,000 a year once you factor in overtime. Where did he get $166,000? I don't know, but that, that's not I accurate. Where are these numbers coming that's from? Yeah. This person, they're wrong. Okay, yeah, so he's the asshole. He's yeah. not the asshole. Most people say not the asshole. Oh. Yeah. Okay, last coin fashion. This one is just a question about budgeting specifically. So, Overwhelmed with budgeting. Feels like 95% of income goes to my bills. To make this long story short, I'm trying to fully figure out and understand the right way to budget. I live alone and I'm engaged to my fiance, so I want to get this down pat by, by, while living by myself. Looking at my income versus expenses feels like 95% of it is going to bills, and still it's not enough. And then they give all their monthly bills and basically they're paying for rent, tides, emergency fund, gas, groceries, their water, their um, phone bill, savings for dates, date night, life insurance, auto insurance and car payments. So that's $2,700 a month that they're paying and they make $3,100 a month. So that's two, that's her money is that's her, just her bills. Yeah. And she makes $3,000 a month. Yeah. Three, sorry, $3,000 a month. $3,100 a month and pays two point, $2,700 for all those so bills. So she's left with $400 yeah. a month. And then she also said, um, here, here's my debt that's due monthly. So she has a, a secured credit card, which she owes $200 on, a Walmart credit card, which she owns $1, owes $1,800 on, a Apple credit card, which she owes $800 on, and student loans, which are 4800 but they're not due yet. So basically, their question is, overall, this is enough in my monthly budget to pay each month, because she still has $400 left over, right. but I still feel overwhelmed, as I'm not living below my means, or I can only afford to pay just the minimum on all my credit cards. Any advice will be helpful. So definitely, I think she has enough money to start getting rid of some of those cards. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd start with one card. Like you have four hundred dollars. I would do the minimum on the other cards and put a good chunk of the money on one of the cards mm -hmm. and keep track of all of it. Like a debt payment planner, calculator, something like that. And if 
her fiance is her fiance. Mm. Like, this is what I said. Yeah. Like, you're, I mean, they're not married yet, but they're going to. And if she carries that debt into the marriage, it's now his debt. Mm-hmm. So why not help each other out no. and get now yeah. so that you guys start off the marriage with much less debt? Mm-hmm. He yeah. can help you pay for some of the credit cards and get get right with your money before you guys get married. I just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, she can cut back or she can increase her income. But I feel that the fact that she has a fiance there, they should be on the same page and mm-hmm. wanting to better both of themselves. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the conversations we're having is like you need to communicate with you your partner. You need to communicate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and help each other and help each other out. Like mm-hmm. I had the same situation and before we got married we helped each other with the debt and it's put us in a much better position position when we got married. So yeah. definitely she has money of course herself to start paying down good chunks of her debt like mm-hmm. one at a time and organizing them. But if her fiance has extra money too, it'd be much faster. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that maybe consider the avalanche method that you mentioned yeah, earlier. So if you did not listen to last episode, the avalanche method is essentially when you look at all of your debt and you pay off the highest interest one first so that you um, are, you know, highest interest means it'll cost you the most money long term. So you pay off the highest ones first and then you put as basically you put as much money each month as you can towards the high interest debt. So that's what we would suggest. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And always make sure you're putting the minimums towards the others just for your credit score. But yeah, try that. Um, you also have a card note of $654 month? per month. Yeah. Oh. So you could consider. The math is not. Sorry. <laughs> the math is not mathing right now. That's included in the 2700 Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was on top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would say maybe. You could, that's a high, I feel like it's a high card note, no? Six hundred fifty dollars. That seems a less than average, in my opinion. Okay. That seems about right. Okay. But if you have a car, and it, why not use the car to make money? Hmm. That's always an avenue you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber. You know, Uber, yeah, I know that's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, not everyone wants to do that type of side hustle and whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, I would reflect back with the fiance like what's his income what's his debt um work together it's both of you and i feel like i just feel like if they came together and were just like let's work on this like the debt avalanche let's work on this credit card and this one and this one and let's improve our finances it just benefits both of them and they build their credit together and it just puts them in such a better position when they're married yeah get together and work at it and get things done i just feel like this car is expensive i just, I just feel no that sounds totally normal to me with the interest rates right now and yeah. i don't know uh, with getting a car and but then financing. on top of that 284 dollars for insurance every month the, the, the car the cost of the car is the 654 dollars yeah plus the 284 auto insurance plus, gas. plus yeah. 120 dollars for gas so this is an expensive ass car. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it depends where they live. Like if they live yeah. in Toronto, okay, whatever. I guess that the prices or Brampton because I, they have very expensive um, <laughs> insurance rates. And, I guess this is cheap for insurance yeah. for if they lived here. <laughs> Let me just add again. Yeah. Does your fiance have a car? Can you guys go to one car? Mm, that's go a to, good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Go to one car. Yeah. Reduce all that like say they go to one car, then you wouldn't have a six fifty 
car note, then you your debt would be you'd be killing your debt so much faster. Yeah. Having all that extra money to yeah. put towards your debt. So that's a huge chunk. Like yeah. they also fifty dollars for date night is one of them. Which that sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's good. I was gonna sounds really cheap I too. Think, yeah, really, like, I'm like, where do they like, live? That where they do, can where go, are you going? Because that's yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's like two meals at a burger joint. Like yeah. that's really low. Yeah. Um, electricity ninety six. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think every, their phone is eighty four dollars. I feel like that could be lowered. No. Like, no, that seems reasonable. Depending on in the states, I feel like they have cheap plans in the states. Yeah, but. It doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that bad. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so let's read comments. Someone said the car payment is a huge red flag. Get yeah. rid of that and you'll feel rich. <laughs> yeah, it's not as easy. What if for her work she has to travel yeah. two hours? That's why I said we like, need context, does like does the fiance have a car? Yeah. yeah. Someone said your insurance is also crazy. My commercial insurance for my truck is the same. Uh, I shop around for different insurance. Uh, and then, the, oh, the original poster said, the worst part is that I got this car 34 days ago from a dealership. It's brand new. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's what. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Okay, someone else said, your car payment is far too much, your car insurance is unreasonable, and your rent is too high. You can't afford to tithe right now. That's a that's a, that's a con- controversial. That's a controversial. I didn't yeah. even touch that one. Yeah, I let's, I'm let's, not touching that. let's just not let's just, let's, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they said you pay over one thousand dollars a month just to drive, and yeah, when you say it like that, like yeah, just yeah. to drive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I my my thought would be that you need to figure out this car situation. Do you need yeah. a car? If you do. Do you need this car that you currently have? If you do, is there a way to get your insurance lowered? You know, like, like I, if, if, does your fiance have a yeah. six fifty a month car? Like, I just, I just feel like when I hear things like this, like you're, you guys are a team, mm-hmm. right? You should your goal is to get married and to build together as a team. You don't have to start at marriage. You can start before marriage and build that way. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, yeah, there were. Yeah, I think this also increase your income. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely we keep saying this: budgeting is is good, but, but increasing your income is better. <laughs> yeah. Well, both doing both Do is both. ideal. Do both. Yeah. Well, those are all the coin questions that we had. Thank you so much for coming and talking to my audience. I appreciate you. Could you please plug yourself and tell people where to find you? Well, thank you for having me, Renny. It was my fun. pleasure. And again, it's Forever Mrs. Budgeon. You can find me on Instagram. Perfect. And I'll leave that link in the show notes and on the YouTube description box if you want to find Natalie. So thank you for listening. If you want to have your coin question read on a future episode, email us at ggbt at readingtheresource.com and we'll definitely get that answered for you. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you or you will hear me in the next episode. Bye.